over the last nine months, Dr. David Carpenter, head of the Institute for Health and the Environment at the uh, University of Albany, SUNY, had been restricted in his teaching um, activities due to a request for information sent by um, Monsanto, uh, the makers of PCBs, uh, of which Dr. Carpenter is an expert and which uh, had often testified as an expert witness in cases involving Monsanto's production of PCBs. Um, this Tuesday, after the nine months, after a big community outpouring of support for Dr. Carpenter, uh, the University of Albany said that he's fully restored, nothing done wrong. Um, as part of our overview of this, we're joined by Rebecca Martin, who is uh, with Riverkeeper, and she was one of the core organizers that mobilized support to get Dr. Carpenter uh, restored. Rebecca, why, why was this so important and why did you end up spending so much time helping with the effort? Yeah, thanks, Mark, for having me. I um, So I'm, I work for Riverkeeper. I'm the director of community partnerships and um, I work on a lot of campaigns, like over a dozen. One of them is on PCBs and we're in the process of trying to establish a Lower Hudson Community Advisory Group, a CAG, and gearing up for the five-year review um, and of course, Dr. Carpenter is someone who has been a real, a, a great friend to Riverkeeper and to all of us. And uh, so on a call um, on PCBs with Al, um, Althea Malarkey, I, uh, from Scenic Hudson, learned about what was happening. Judith had raised um, awareness around this and, you know, it was just a a no-brainer. I mean, Dr. Carpenter is beloved to the community, to his students, uh, to environmental groups, to impacted community members um, all throughout the world, you know. And so, um, and and to think that a, a corporation, any corporation, would submit a FOIA or do anything at all in that regard. It wasn't hard to imagine, but what was difficult to imagine is how a public institution like a SUNY uh, would succumb to, to their requests in any way uh, and jeopardize uh, Dr. Carpenter's in, in, uh, intellectual integrity, his academic freedoms, um, was just, uh, it, it couldn't stand. And so we mobilized quickly. And at the time I was traveling, I was in Europe. So my first call with the team was at 1 a.m. for me. And uh, but we had to move. We knew that there was the potential of Dr. Carpenter being asked to sign um, to sign off on something by March 1st. And so um, very quickly we organized and so many people came to the table and it was very organic with people taking on tasks and working together for a common goal so uh, uh, harmoniously. And I love advocacy like that. I love so, it. Uh, let, let me jump in and ask a question. So what, you know, why would a university like, like Albany, you know, not stand up for one of its own scientists, world-renowned, widely respected, and instead appear to crumble merely from a free information request from a, a company who's a notorious polluter, not only of chemicals, but, but now with, um, you know, genetically modified organisms. 
there seems to be a real problem with academic freedom in the state university system. But what we don't know is why did this happen? And I think that this is really important investigative journalism. I'd like to know. You know, it's it's a it could be a handful of things, right? It could have just been poor judgment. It could have been that there are there's financial items at stake. It could be a whole host of things. So we're joined now by uh, Dr. David uh, Carpenter. Congratulations, Dr. Carpenter. Well justified. But, you know, what's sort of your reaction to this uh, struggle you had with the university to recognize your academic freedom? Well, I guess my immediate reaction is relief that this is finally over. However, you know, this leaves leaves a a very bad taste in my mouth. why the university would be so frightened by big, bad Monsanto as to keep me on full salary, but prevent me from doing the things that I'm paid to do. I wasn't able to teach. I was specifically, my classes were published, were, uh, were, uh, they were canceled. Uh, I was forced to go off all of the committees I was on. Now, most faculty don't object to that. But uh, I was not allowed to do anything. And initially, I wasn't even allowed to talk to my own students. Uh, So that's excessive response just because of a FOIL request from Monsanto. I understand one of these trials involves one of the uh, Native American uh, populations up in uh, the northern part of the state. Yes, that's the big one that's coming up at the end of March, 1st of April. Uh, The Mohawks. Uh, with whom I've worked in most of my research on PCBs is studies in the Mohawk population. They're suing Monsanto for a total of $1.3 billion because not just of harm to individual Mohawks that have diseases caused by exposure to PCBs, but because they've contaminated their whole ecosystem. The air is contaminated. The soils are contaminated. They're PCBs in the tree barks, and uh, they can't eat the fish from their traditional fishing grounds, and uh, they have all these diseases because of that. So this is an extraordinarily important issue. Now, all of us have PCBs in our body, but the more you have, the more likely you are to have these diseases. And the Mohawks, through no fault of their own, are downstream from these three aluminum foundry plants and the Robert Moses Dam, all of which use PCBs that have contaminated their environment. Now, you know, you, you were using part of the, the fees that uh, were given to you as an expert witness uh, to help support, you know, your graduate students and you weren't allowed to teach. How, how have your graduate students fared under this situation over the last nine, 10 months? Well, I've been able to continue to support them. So that's not been a problem. The problem is that and a mentor should be available every day to work with them and to answer questions and so forth. So the, I think my students have suffered much more than I have. I was accustomed to working at home during COVID, so I've continued to be work and I've actually been quite productive over this period of time. But my students were not allowed to see me in my office. They could come to visit me at my home. I could Zoom or email with them. But that's not the same as uh, face-to-face meetings on a on a daily basis. Now, you know, there are several thousand people who, you know, 
had signed a letter in your support. And, and one of the things you mentioned were, you know, many of the people you didn't really know, and even people from around around the world. You know, what what would you what do you think so many people, you know, besides your stellar record of really supporting people and, and, and truth and, and standing up for, you know, those who have been harmed, you know, why do you think so many people jump to your defense? Well, I think there are two reasons. There are the reasons within the academic community where academic freedom, freedom for faculty to do what their passion is without being hampered by uh, university administrators is just a very important principle for any person in an academic setting. But many of those people that signed that wonderful uh, email to the president of the Albany, to the chancellor of the SUNY system, to the governor of New York, these were ordinary community people that are have been dealing with for years with local contamination and the health effects that come from those. And I'm not the only one, but I, I'm certainly one of the people uh, that come from an academic background who does what I can do to help protect people from the uh, hazards of exposure to environmental chemicals and also from the adverse impact of corporations that make and manufacture these chemicals. And in the case of Monsanto with both PCBs and Roundup, know that their chemical is dangerous to human health and yet still sell it just to make a lot of money. Well, congratulations on well-deserved uh, support, uh, Dr. David Carpenter and this uh, Institute uh, for the Health and the Environment, University of Albany SUNY. This has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk uh, Magazine.